Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from millions who suffer. You don't want to get help because you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell people the dark stuff that you've went through. That stigmatism of you can't talk to people it is so true. Post-traumatic stress is not a disorder. It's an injury that can be healed quickly so that those who suffer get back to thriving in their families, communities, and mission. And I said, I yeah. don't want to, I, I can't, I don't want to live this trauma again. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. And I said, yeah. what? The experts, they forgot to tell me I can heal. I didn't know that I can get rid of PTSD. Each week, we tell a skeptical world what is possible with stories of those who have successfully cured their trauma. I just remember being able to stand by the water and look up at the sky and hear the noises, and I didn't think they were gunshots. I was like, those are Disney fireworks. I don't even know what to imagine for myself now, my future, because I have one. This is Life After PTSD. I wanna welcome everybody to another episode of Life After PTSD. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, hosting from Orlando, Florida, as always, and today I've got guests. I always love guests, and I love guests not named Alan or Carrie. All right, just gonna <laughs> tell you that. That's so cool, and they're gonna be so mad at me for saying that. Shannon Rao, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a while. It right? has, yeah. It's March, like for crying out loud. It's almost been a year. Can you imagine that? No. It's like a year ago we had you on talking about birth trauma. We're gonna get an update on that today, but Chris Cavanaugh, also with us here. Thank Say you. hi. How you doing? Glad to be here. Both LMHCs. And I want to jump in right away. So both of you guys have been trained in, in working with trauma, trauma-focused NLP and clearing um, trauma. I, I want to ask you a question just right from the get-go because I love, I have a fascination. I, I love talking to clinicians who I know come out of a traditional master's program or whatever where they ain't talking about this over there, right? Are they? I mean, that just seems to be the experience. And yet you guys get trained and you learn you know, how to effectively clear trauma. And I gotta think that that messes with your model a little bit. And so I would just love to start out the discussion by saying, um, what was your understanding of trauma coming out of your master's work and getting into your, you know, your internships and things like that? Can we go back to those days and we can just reminisce about, about that for a bit as we get started? Absolutely. Um, in grad school, they don't necessarily teach you everything that you need to know about trauma-focused therapy. I did my internship at the Howard Phillips Center for sexual abuse kids. And, you know, it took a year at least to clear any sort of trauma. Um, and so that's what I'm seeing in my practice before mm -hmm. I was trained mm -hmm. in the trauma focused NLP. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm clearing trauma in as little as three sessions. It's amazing. Did they even use the word clear though when they talked about trauma? No, not at all. Right. Because it was something that wasn't going to be completely cleared. You know, you're always going to yeah. have triggers or yeah. something at that point. Yeah. Um, Chris, how about you? Give me some background in all that. So in my master's program, um, it was a general program. I learned a lot. I learned how to sit with people, learned how to deal with the things that hurt us. Mm -hmm. But I knew that for me, I wanted to be a trauma therapist from day one. I, that was going to be my focus. So even while I was in grad school, I started EMDR training. So that was my first, because that was the big thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what I used for the first couple of years until I discovered this new protocol. There really is a huge difference. And with several clients, I've done both. Mm -hmm. And it's like night and day. It, it really is. Talk. <laughs> Let's hear all about it. I really want to know. You know, with yeah. EMDR, you'd get places. You mm -hmm. would clear some trauma. Mm -hmm. You'd get them back to functioning but not maybe 100% functioning. But with the new, the new protocol, what I'm finding is not only are we getting back to new functioning, but they're allow, it, this is allowing them to live their life again. Mm. Because the folks that I deal with, I deal with a lot of moms who have lost children. Sure. And when that happens, 
it's just not a loss. It's a loss of your identity. It's a loss of your dreams. It's a loss of what you think the rest of your life is going to look like. And for a lot of people, it paralyzes them. And this is getting them back to a place where they can see life again. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's nothing, there's nothing better that I can do for them. That's recharging, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It I, is. I, I love to, I love talking to you guys because mm-hmm. like, you know, so many people about their jobs are going, ah, I can only see so many clients and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, you guys, it's like, bring them on, man. Exactly. Bring them on, bring right? Bring them on. We There's, can help. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, cause mm-hmm. you get to see the, the net result of your work, mm-hmm. right? I think so many people that get into counseling and coaching, whatever that capacity is, you know, like get to a place where they kind of go, um, I don't know that I'm always making a difference here, but you mm-hmm. know, when you're working with trauma, like mm-hmm. there is a marked, you know, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, tell me this. When when you started training in, uh, why did you, Chris, for you uh, in particular, why did you go to another training? You already had EMDR, so what inspired you to do something else? Do you remember what that? Well, truthfully, EMDR for a therapist is kind of boring. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, there's a lot of wait time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was getting places, but really not as fast as I wanted to. Okay. And I said, well, let's see what else is out there. And um, I just kind of happened to stumble on this from Shannon. And I said, okay, we'll try it. And I'm so glad that I did. Shannon, do you remember having to sell her on any of that at all? Was it like, because I always feel like anytime we're talking to somebody, it's like, all right, you're not probably going to understand this and you're going to have like this weird reaction when it, like, cause I feel like sometimes when I'm explaining things, like I'm like, I feel like I'm sounding hokey right now. Yeah. Do you think I'm sounding hokey? They're like, yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember that conversation with her? I do. She, yeah. uh, she's pretty skeptical. Yes, things. I am. <laughs> Give it up here. Mm-hmm. High fives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her already. But I said to her, you know, it can't hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> it can only help. And after that first day on the way home, we're thinking, what are we doing here? <laughs> Tell me, tell me this, Shannon, let's check in with you real quick. And then we're going to get into Chris's story and what she's doing now. So last March, I think it was, is when we recorded the episode with you, you had volunteered to stand up and be a demo subject, right? I did. Crazy. Yeah. Right. I still admire your bravery on that, but I I just, so, so first of all, to the listener, we got to set this up and we've talked about this dynamic before, but here's the idea. Like you got a room full of clinicians, right? And among those clinicians, somebody asks you, hey, any clinicians got stuff, which you all do, by the way, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, but but you have to take, I mean, it's a bit risky, I would think. I mean, you're among your peers right there, you know, and uh, probably be easier just to say, mm, it'd be nice to be clear of this thing, but the thought of getting up in front of everybody else and having all of my stuff out on the, mm, I don't know if I want to do that, but you did. I did. Right? You got up there and you did it and you did an amazing job. In fact, my wife was on that episode with you because I'm like, I my Shannon, right? I said, mm-hmm. Shannon, you've got to... You got to talk to this, Shannon. Like, you guys are just going to be kindred spirits right there. And you guys, I didn't even know if I said anything on the show. I think I just let you guys talk and I hit record <laughs> and stop. And, you know, end of story. How are you doing since that time? Amazing. Yeah? I'm doing amazing. Cool. Um, Tell us about it. You know, when I first decided to be, you know, kind of the demo, I was at a bad place. I was at a place where nothing else worked um, Yeah. because I had the birth trauma experience. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it works. I don't know what else to do. And if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And since then, life has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It definitely gave me my life back too. You Mm. know, I'm Mm. I'm able to be a great mom. I'm able Mm. to be a great clinician. Um, I'm able to help so many more people now that I'm trained in this protocol as well. Yeah. Yeah. So since that time, because I have not checked in with you at all since that time, who are you seeing and tell me some of the war stories, if you can, you know, just the bullet points. Obviously, we don't want to, you know, betray anybody's 
confidentiality or anything like that. But uh, what, what have you seen? What have you been able to do since that time in the last you know, year or so? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the one thing I love about this is that the clients aren't staying with us for a year at a time. We're getting them in, we're getting them out, we're getting them in, we're getting them out. Um, so that's, that's what's amazing. You can help so many more people doing it this way. Yeah. So I've really liked to turn, uh, I've turned my practice more into this trauma-focused NLP, so yeah. that way I can help so yeah. many more people yeah. as opposed yeah. to just sitting and doing talk therapy. You're not hurting for clients either, are you? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, the clinicians out there who are afraid of something, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, I, this is why I love this right here. Don't have to keep them in perpetual care. Right. Okay. And if we can just be honest, there is, there could be a temptation for something like that because I got to get paid. I got to work. I got to do my job and everything. And here we're finding, uh, why, why do you have, why can I say that? Or why can I assume that you were going to have a steady stream of clients? Cause everybody has something. That's right. Right. And they guess do. what? They walk away and they go, man, Shannon knows her stuff. And she got me cleared of this. They tell, they tell they're your, you don't even need to advertise anymore at that point. Yep. Right. They tell 10 other people and That's it's exactly. happening that way, isn't it? Yeah. It's all been word of so mouth cool. pretty much. So yeah. cool. And yeah. if I can interject, you know, there's always room for good cl clinicians. Of course. There's always going to be clients for good clinicians. This makes us good clinicians. So the people will come if you're a good clinician. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. So who are you seeing throughout the year? You're seeing people in less time, right? Mm -hmm. But but what kind of stuff have you gotten to, you know, we tell so many like faces of PTSD on this. I got a feeling you've got more that we haven't even thought about. So tell me about some of them. If yeah, you could. of course. Um, so I've seen a couple sexual abuse cases. Yeah. I've had one client come in uh, where she was having seizures and she was diagnosed with epilepsy, but she had some sexual abuse trauma that we decided that we were going to clear with the trauma focused NLP. After the second session, she hadn't had a seizure. You're at kidding all. me. And it's been going on at least a year now. And she's been cleared of her diagnosis. What? Yep, she hasn't had a seizure. She's getting her life back. She's getting her driver's mm. license back. Um, so that that was amazing testament to wow. the to this protocol. I wow. loved it. Is she gonna come on and tell her story at some point? Yeah. I just gotta do a plug. Like, come on, like you're gonna tease that one in front of me and we're not gonna get to talk to her? Come Actually, on. Actually, yes, yes, you are gonna be able to talk right, to her because cool. she wants to do it. So <laughs> what did it make I mean, think about think about the hope that that brings to someone's life out there. Right. Especially when, you know, and what is it with a seizure? Isn't it like like six months or something? You have to go seizure free before you can get your yeah. driver's license yes. clearance or something. Mm -hmm. OK, so if you've got something like that going on, I mean, how many people are out there that might have the same situation that are going man, my freedom's gone? My my independence is gone and everything. And there's no hope of that changing because it's a complete crapshoot with medications and all this kind of stuff. And then, boom, you've got. What an amazing, that's why we do the show right here. Absolutely. It's just for stories like that. Anything else? Any other crazy ones that you would. um well, I've had uh, another client. She also came in for sexual abuse okay. uh, trauma from in her childhood, sure. which, you know, lingered over into her marriage where she wasn't able to be intimate with her husband yep. for about eight months, I believe it was wow. at a time. Um, and we worked through, we did the three sessions. She actually came from Jacksonville to see me. Yeah. And after those three sessions, she was like a completely different person. She was able to be intimate with her husband. She wasn't having triggers, no panic attacks. Um, she had changed her diet, even thinking that maybe that would help. And she had taken out gluten and yep. all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was able to introduce all of that back in. And she's doing awesome now. She's doing so good. And she's been great too, because she's been a voice out there mm -hmm. telling people, hey, you got to go see <laughs> Shannon. You got to go see her for this. Yep, yep. You'll be cleared. I promise. Yeah. So, so I have an idea at some point. This is maybe further down the road if, if people would let us do this. But, you know, imagine taking screenshots, remove the names of some of the text messages that you get 
from people celebrating the after effect. A woman like that. I don't know if she told you through text or whatever, but I've gotten some of these before. And I always show my wife and I'm like, I get the weirdest text messages mm-hmm. of anybody on planet mm-hmm. earth. You know, of people getting to talk about this stuff, but they're like the coolest things ever. Yeah. <laughs> like these people are happy, right? They're, they're, you know, anyway, so just imagine a, you know, a, a book full of screenshots of that, of just being able to tell stories would be amazing. Hey, let's shift gears for just a second here. Chris, tell me about what you're into. You have a cause that you're passionate about. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Cause I think it affects, it really is connected to what you do. Yes. I, um, got involved with, um, a nonprofit that's local called the Finley Project. Uh-huh. And the fin- Finley Project works with moms all over the country, even as far as Canada, um, for moms that have lost children either up to 20 month, twenty weeks gestation up to two years old. Sure. And those moms, you know, it's a heartbreaking situation to lose a child no matter what. But we found that there's not a lot of aftercare. It's just, yeah. we're so sorry this happened. Yeah. And the Finley Project has a seven-part holistic program that works with not only 12, 12 sessions of individual counseling, but they care for the whole body. They do three massages, they do house cleanings, they do gift cards. They just really take care of this mom. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my moms come in and you know they, the loss is really fresh. And it's just not about the shock and, and the grief of what just happened. But like I said, it's about the dreams that we've had for our child, children. Yeah. That yeah. Those Dreams have to be dealt with yes, as well. Yes. Um, one mom that I dealt with, and I do have a permission to tell her story. Okay. Um, when I met her, loss had been a year before. She had a nine-month-old son who passed away. And in working with her, in that year before I saw her, she basically did not leave her apartment. She did not work. She was non-functioning. So when I got a hold of her, we did, our, we did um, EMDR. It got her a little bit more functioning. We were able to talk about the trauma, brought up other stuff as it usually does. But when we did RTM, when we did the protocol, Mm -hmm. we discovered that there's parts of her story that she had lost. Mm -hmm. And when we did the protocol, we realized that part of what was holding her back was her thinking that she didn't do anything to help her child during that child's moment of passing. But when we did the protocol, it was revealed to her. She got those memories back of, wait a minute, I did. I helped. I stepped in. I was there. I was present. I fought for my child. Mm -hmm. That was life-changing for her. Yeah, yeah. So what's going forward, she's not only been able to leave her apartment, Mm -hmm. she has a job working with children, which she thought she would never, ever be able to do because she couldn't even be around children yep, anymore. Yep, yep. So we had to work through the fear of what uh, what if, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her. And to see her get her life back yeah. and know that as she walks through the rest of her life, she is an advocate for change. Mm-hmm. And she is just such a beautiful soul. And um, I just was such a privilege to work for her. So she's yeah. doing what she was made to do now, right? Absolutely. In a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think that's the other great rewarding thing that you guys to get to experience is you're, you're setting people free to go back. Like, yes. and we were missing out essentially, mm-hmm. maybe not me directly, but the families that, that she needed to be working with, mm-hmm. right. Who would have no greater of an advocate and of a support and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. are getting mm-hmm. that person. Right. Yeah, she's back so cool. involved with her church. Yep. She's, I mean, she, she's getting her, she has her life back. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's incredible. Girl, uh, ladies, let's take a break for a second here. We're going to reset some things when we come back. Um, I have some more questions for both of you. And if you're listening out there, just stay tuned from some words from our sponsors. And we'll be back here in a second here on Life After PTSD. Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing. But what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. So here we are back with Life After PTSD, having a great conversation with Shannon and with Chris. And ladies, I was just gonna ask you something right now. I, I feel like I've made this mental list in my mind of what these faces of PTSD are. Um, when we close out the show today, I'm gonna let you guys just kind of talk to therapists out there. But before we do that, I want to set up the point and make it with emphasis, okay? And the point is this, that that people are carrying stuff. Um, Leslie Carey came on one of the shows not long ago. Leslie, was uh, she's done trauma work for years and teaches adjunct at a local school, but uh, also picked up um, trauma-focused NLP as another tool in her arsenal and uses it constantly and is very um, assertive, I would say, with her students saying, just like what you had mm-hmm. said before the break, you've got to have, no, sorry, you didn't say it before the break. Um, <laughs> She's very assertive with her students that they must have a, it's something in their arsenal. They've got mm-hmm. it, they've got to have it there. And, you know, I asked her at, at one point, I said, Leslie, you know, by the way, her, she was a PhD in marriage and family. All right. And it's completely transitioned to trauma mm-hmm. work, completely transitioned to trauma work. And so I asked her, I said, Leslie, you know, what percentage of people that she, and she already knew where I was going with this. It was like, what percentage of people are probably carrying some kind of significant event, emotional event or trauma or whatever that needs to be dealt with in my mind, I'm thinking one out of two right? No hesitation. hundred percent. Yeah. Two out of two. And I'm going, well, okay. You pushed me over the hump. It didn't take much convincing because you know, nothing has shown me otherwise, Mm -hmm. but uh, knowing that's the case, what are some of the faces? Because we've got people out there that are listening that are going, oh, this is that PTSD thing. And this is, this is for my friend's sister who had that crazy car accident or, you know, my brother-in-law who was in the military or, or whatever. And I think that people, a lot of times create a degree of separation between them and trauma, not realizing Mm -hmm they're living with something that adversely is affecting behaviors and whatever else. So talk me through some of the things that you're seeing that maybe, maybe even the lesser knowns, the lesser known faces, if you will, some of the stuff that you're going, wow, like, like seizures, for example. I I definitely have one for you. Go Um, for it. You know, of course we've got like the big traumas, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, the loss of a loved one. Uh, But I recently had someone come in who had a choking episode when he was, yeah. Right. At, um, at a movie theater. So you can imagine this was at a movie theater and part of this trauma focused NLP takes place in a movie theater. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it was amazing. So when he came in, he was only eating liquids and he had only been eating liquids for a really long time. And he had lost a lot of weight. Um, and his mom, it was word of mouth. Um, how he found me and his mom just said, please just, can you, can you try anything? Just try it. And I thought, okay, yeah, let's do this. Um, after three sessions, he was eating steak. He went from (laughs) liquids to eating steak. 
It was amazing. <laughs> Do, you know, I had a grandfather that did the same thing too. He had a choking episode when he was about 18 years old, I think it was, and would never touch meat again. He ate spaghetti like his entire life. I think the only thing I ever remember him eating was spaghetti. Wow. It was crazy. So like that is not a crazy thought, but he never of course had the ability to clear it. I could have had some steaks with him when I still had him here, you know? Right? Like that's great. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. Right? So what's the mom thinking after that, that goes down, right? That mom's got to be going... You just made my grocery bill more expensive. I mean, what is she thinking at that point? Well, it's the, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. I, I asked her after the first session, yeah. I said, are you seeing any difference? And she's like, yeah, I'm seeing a huge difference. We've moved from, from liquids to, to yogurt. And I asked him, I said, are you seeing any difference? And he's like, nah, I think it's about the same. <laughs> and after the third session, mom's like, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same at all. <laughs> Kid walks in. Sorry, I'm late. We uh, had to stop to get a hamburger and everything, but here right. I am again. This stuff's not working, but let's just do it, right? Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> and th does that amaze you guys that when you work with people that they just seem to forget what their life used to be like, like just like that? Yep. Do you ever find that, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking, well, let's go back. Let's look at our notes from just a couple of months ago or yeah. even a couple of sessions ago. Yeah. Remember the things yeah. you were telling me and notice how your face is so bright. Yep. Notice how your eyes are lit. Yeah. Notice how you're telling me you feel so good. Like that's not what you told me no. just a couple of weeks ago. No, it's, I, I just, I'm amazed at that. I know, no offense to anybody out there, but I'm like, how do you people forget this stuff? <laughs> like your lives were significantly impacted by anyway, that's that I'm done preaching on that one. <laughs> Tell me, um, any, anything else on that? Um, any other, how about you, Chris, any faces of PTSD that you kind of go, man, that's not one that I thought of before, but well, you, know, you yeah. know, it's, it's funny when we did the training, the thing that I worked on for myself was, was driving on the highways. Okay. I am not a fan and I don't have any trauma. You just live in Orlando. That's I just all right. Know, exactly. <laughs> I four. I four. Mm -mm. <laughs> And so that's what I worked on. 10 people triggered right now. Just heard that. Right. Right. Well, come see us. Yeah. We can help you. And so that's what I worked on myself because okay. I'm like, okay, I got to learn to drive on the highways around here and I don't yeah. know where my fear comes from, but I did find that I'm able to do it. I still don't like it. That's okay, but I can do it. But you're not terrorized by it. No, I'm not terrorized. Right. It's not paralyzing to me. I don't have nightmares the night before. I can do it. Still don't like it. That's okay. It's like how I feel about grocery shopping at a Walmart, you know? Exactly. Like, if yeah. I got to do it, I got to do it. Right. But, you know, and it's, yeah. not, it's not going to cause a panic attack, yeah. but, you know, it is what it is. Especially so, right? the yeah. Walmart superstores. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So talk to me. Give me a, a sort of a plea to clinicians, if you will. All right. Because there are people out there, no doubt, that, you know, are working in this field. And you know, let's be honest. We need to acknowledge something. There's snake, there's snake oil out there. Oh, okay, yeah. for starters, yes, there are absolutely. a lot of modalities. And I know that mm -hmm. for you guys as clinicians, you get emails probably every single day, like five times a day saying, mm -hmm. come to this thing, come to this thing, come to this thing, come to this thing. Um, can you sift through that for the clinicians that are listening right now and just encourage them as to what they should do or what they can do, what's possible for them in their practices? What are your thoughts? You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Mm -hmm. um, research it well and talk to people who are doing it. And if anybody ever wanted to contact me or I'm sure Shannon yes. as well and mm -hmm. talk about that, uh, about this protocol, we'd be more than happy to do that. But get trained in something, something that clears trauma, because even if you're not calling yourself a trauma therapist, you're dealing with trauma Yeah. because yeah. everybody's got it. And we don't even talk about big T, little T anymore. It's just T. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, before this, um, trauma-focused NLP, we yep. always talked about big traumas versus little traumas. Yep. Um, but you know what? We all have trauma. It could be anything, mm -hmm. but this works. And can't little T's affect people adversely, this, you know, in ways that we couldn't even imagine too, right? Yeah. Isn't that the crazy thing? 
You know, yeah, I think uh, it's funny. I was just this morning before we were talking, having a conversation with somebody where I was just telling them, I said, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, PTSD, I've said it on the show before, PTSD in my mind, that's a military thing. And even after that changed, it's still like, well, the real PTSD is military stuff. And I'm going, that door has been blown off of my box. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. completely. I'm like, that mm-hmm. is the furthest thing from the truth anymore, you know, at this point. Hey, um, we, I don't know that we gave contact information on the Finley Project. So as you share yours and we close out the show, I want mm-hmm. you guys to tell people how to find you. But why don't you talk about who would be a person that could support the Finley Project, how they can do that. Give them an address for that as well as part of your, you know, sharing your contact if you would. Um, so the Finley Project, you can just Google the Finley Project or okay. there's a Facebook page as well. And it is all donor supported. And right here in Orlando, it's created by uh, the founder, Noelle Moore, after her own loss and discovering that there was no after services. And yeah. for her, that was not okay. Yeah. And so she is just a fiery woman for for these mommies to be cared for well. So um, I hope that nobody ever has a need that hears this podcast, but unfortunately somebody will or know somebody mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. who need, has the mm-hmm. need. Absolutely. Okay. And so how do they find you if they're in New Orleans? You guys are up in the Vito area, right? Winter so Springs. Winter Springs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that, you know, obviously you said what Jacksonville came and saw you and yeah. you know, that's a regular thing. People know when they're healing, I don't care. I'll drive, I'll fly, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but especially for the Orlando community up there and especially on the Northeast end of town, mm-hmm. how would they find you guys best um, to get in touch with your practices and maybe to come see you for an appointment or something? Um, you can go to my website, vibestonescounseling.com. And how about you, um, Shannon? Yeah, you can go to my website as well. It's um, perfectlyimperfectcounseling.com. Perfectly Imperfect Counseling. I remember you said that before. I love that too. <laughs> All right, so you got a book out. And I'm, I'm remembering last time when we were recording the show, uh, Shannon, that this was still about to be published, I guess. Like maybe we were finishing the touches of it. Yeah, I was, I was working like on that. it. Yeah, you're working on it. Okay. Dance it out, girl. Okay. So all of my guys out there, I want you to like go grab a copy of this right now. Like this is like, I, I feel like I should get, no, I love it. I love it. This is the kind of stuff my, my, my wife would be all over this. Navigating the mess and the beauty of motherhood. What mess? What beauty? Wait, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I would, you know, I'm messing with you on that. What is this thing all about? Tell me about it. Yeah. You Your know, heart's into it, right? It, yeah, it definitely is. Um, when I went through my birth trauma specifically, I had to step away from my private practice and I wasn't able to help as many people as I really wanted to help. Um, but I love writing. And so I thought, you know what, if I can't help people sitting one-on-one, I can help people by writing a book. And that's what I did. So dance it out girl, um, offers, mothers the opportunity to read about funny stories Um, it gives practical advice Um, obviously it's written by a therapist so there's a lot of good good tidbits that you would get in a therapy session but for way half the price (laughs) love it love it i see it on amazon you can get it on kindle and paperback is that the best way to get it do you have a website for it or how would you recommend you can get it on amazon um but you could also get it at my website if you go to perfectly imperfect counseling.com backslash resources backslash it'll pull it right up for you yeah and if you're out there listening go do that because they take less royalties when it's Mm. in-house right Shannon (laughs) right so yeah and we want you to write more and you got to make money writing a book a little bit too right so you can write another one you have some time to to get away and be able to do something like that so I see there's four positive ratings on Amazon there's no other ratings right now so if you're listening out there too go rate this thing right and uh, read it enjoy it rate it make sure that it's up there and we ask the same thing for you for life after PTSD if you love the show share it with somebody Um, we, we do this as a service we love providing this as a resource and we want you to just share this with 
the person out there in your life and uh, and yourself who needs to hear the message and act on it. And we'll do our thing. Drop episodes every single Monday. Connect with us on social media at Heal Your PTSD on Twitter. Everywhere else, Life After PTSD Media. Thanks for listening. Girls, thank you so much. Amazing. And we will get you on a show in the future for sure. If you'll come back, would that be great? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. You've been listening to Life After PTSD. We're so grateful that you listened to the show today. Now imagine a new normal you get to decide with all its possibilities once you are free of PTSD, because that is what is possible. You're here, which means you're ready, but listening alone will not heal you or those you know who are suffering. Join us on the mission to eradicate PTSD by reaching out to lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca, or by sharing this message of hope with someone you know.